Welcome to Brick by Brick. They got him early. Tim's first credit card offer showed up the week he turned 18. He signed up eagerly, and it arrived in the mail a few days later. Enchanted by his new purchasing power, he spent recklessly. He didn't know how much money he could afford to spend that month. He didn't write down his purchases or keep his receipts. When his first statement arrived, Tim discovered he had spent double his monthly income, not counting his bills. Used responsibly, credit cards are convenient and harmless. But the way Tim did it is devastating. Tim isn't real, by the way, but his story is common. Did you know you have a credit card for your time and it can be equally devastating? A credit card is a digital spending tool that allows you to purchase items regardless of the money you possess in that moment. And a to-do app is a digital productivity tool that allows you to commit to tasks and projects regardless of the time you possess in that moment. Let's back up. Money is an extremely helpful metaphor for time. Like time, we have a limited amount of money, yet a seemingly infinite number of ways to spend each. Amazon is just one way to spend money, and they have billions of products. Amazon is also just one website on the vast internet, which is overflowing with ways to spend time. Also, you can make plans for how to spend your time and your money. And in both cases, you can make poor spending choices. But where time is ephemeral and often confusing, you can deal with money in tangible ways that make it easier to understand. Once we see the connection, money gives us a framework to learn difficult concepts about time, like the reality of trade-offs. You can only spend finite resources once, use it and lose it. Which brings us to this painful reality, money we spend on a vacation can't be used to pay for a car repair. Saying yes to option A implicitly means saying no to option B, a principle known as opportunity cost. It's what you could have had instead, but you chose to give it up in favor of something else. The same idea holds true with time. Not to scare you off, but if you spend the next minute of your life listening to this, you can't spend it on Instagram, or with your family, or doing laundry. Since we eventually run out of time, we can't do it all. We naturally focus on the things we say yes to with our time, but we need to pay attention to the things we're saying no to as well. A writer could write a novel from start to finish with one hour of concentrated effort a day for six months. Or she could watch the latest show on Netflix. You could plan your day in 20 minutes and have more clarity and less stress. Or you could browse Pinterest for more remodeling ideas for that room you probably won't remodel anyway. I can easily memorize a Bible verse in one week with just five minutes a day. Or I can scroll Twitter to see the latest mostly inconsequential chatter. I honestly don't want to suggest you eliminate everything unproductive from your life. Being productive is not the only valuable human activity, far from it. But we all need to take a hard look at how we spend our time, how that spending aligns with our stated values and what we might be neglecting. Once we accept and even embrace the necessity of trade-offs, we can begin making important decisions 
to use that time on purpose. First of all, a budget is a plan. With your money, you start by getting a good grasp of how much you have and how much you can expect to have each month. Then you make a list of all your essentials, housing, food, transportation, and your commitments, utilities, phone bill, Netflix. If all goes well, and sometimes it doesn't, you still have some money left for things like short and long-term savings, charity, and new shoes, or something similar. In the same way, a time budget starts with the lay of the land. You have 24 hours a day, yes, but keep going and estimate how much you typically spend on necessities, sleep, food, and commitments, work, school. If all goes well, you aren't in time debt, owing more time than you possess. You still have some time left for things like learning a skill, sharpening your axe, and a TV show, or something similar. But it's not enough to make a plan. You also have to execute it, and then balance the budget to learn how well you stuck to the plan. That's called reconciliation. I like the term reconcile because it paints the picture of two things at odds with one another, which need to be brought back into harmony. Things rarely go exactly according to plan, especially if you make a detailed plan. Every day is full of unexpected turns, and often those turns stretch and twist our plans, sometimes even breaking them. It's wise to include margin in your budget for both time and money, so your plans are able to flex with the unexpected. Whether you budgeted with margin or not, a budget that works gets reconciled regularly. This means sitting down and looking back over how you spent your time or money. It means finding where you overspent and underspent and making necessary corrections. This is probably the hardest part and also the most valuable. The reflective nature of reconciliation forces you to stop and think about your choices. Experience is a great teacher, but only if you listen. In my experience, that means slowing down to face what you've experienced, good, bad, or ugly. So, how do you budget your time? Here's a quick guide to get you started. First, identify goals. What are the one to three big priorities in your life for the immediate future? If you have bigger long-term life goals, these short-term priorities should ideally be steps toward the big ones. Then, identify bills. What commitments have you already made? What responsibilities will require your time? Get a handle on what you need to do and where you need to be. Third, allocate resources. You have 24 hours in a day. Some of them need to be reserved for your bills. Figure out how much time you will need to pay each bill and when you will pay. This will help you know how much time is available for your goals, for rest, and for fun. Make a plan for that remaining time. Next, track spending. Your bank doesn't track time spending, so you'll need to figure out a different solution. Paper is flexible and lasting, though labor-intensive. A secondary calendar makes a nice time log as well. Or you could try an automated solution, like Rescue Time or Toggle. Finally, reconcile. Make regular time to sit down and compare your budget with your time log. 
use this practice to learn from mistakes, celebrate victories, and feel more connected to your time. Making and following a time budget isn't easy, which is one more thing it has in common with financial budgets. But time is an even more precious resource than money. The alternative to spending it carefully is spending it carelessly. It takes some work on the front end and some hard choices between competing options. It also takes some work on the back end, facing the hard realities of those choices, good and bad. But the end result is a life lived on purpose. The time you spend will be aligned more and more with the people, purposes, and activities you love most. this episode helpful or thought-provoking, please take the time to make a plan for how you can apply these ideas. The best way to thank me is by taking action. Be different. Chart a new course. Thanks for listening.